Welcome to another bonus episode of me. I am a memoir, the meaning of the meaning of Mariah Carey with the elusive sham too. That would be me, <laughs> Fab, that posh. <laughs> but uh, we are taking a dive into the album Butterfly today because it has come up a lot in the chapters we've been reading yeah. in the meaning of Mariah Carey memoir. So uh, in these bonus episodes, we just jump straight in and break it on down. It's very exciting because the the breaking me on down moment mm. where, that we influenced that that part of our podcast <laughs> happens What's in happening? this on this album. I know. Are you excited? I'm excited. So because I've been I've been have I oversold this album? I am worried because I've been going on about it. Uh, so what I've done? I've been super loving it. <laughs> the way I've the way I've structured mm. my notes is I, I, I touch on I, I just do, turn up. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know. very organized. I'm a gay Virgo, right? Um, so I I thought what I'm going to do I've written down sort of where I was before going into this deep dive, mm. and then at the end touch on where I ended up, if that makes right. sense. And yes. even within this deep dive. There were some changing of opinions. Oh, so it's been an interesting, yeah, it's been an interesting moment for, for like, me. You're like Mariah Carey jumping off the balcony into exactly. the water in the yeah. Honey film clip, exactly. <laughs> Which we will get to. Don't you worry. All right. So Butterfly was released September 16, 1997, the year mm-hmm. Mariah was born. Of course, yes, yes. It sold over 10 million albums. It was such a big year. That was the year of. Um, the the death of Diana. That was the year yeah. of uh, the Titanic. That was yeah. like it was a big year. I feel like it's the year that like ninety six ninety seven is when music for me really became a thing. See, and like, this is where I stopped having time to listen to it because oh, this bless. was when I started doing comedy. Um, oh, comedy ruins everything. I know. <laughs> <laughs> when I think back to. Like, for me, of course, Mariah was 95, but the singles were still kind of coming out in 96. Mm. And we were always a little late in Australia as well. Yeah, um, so slow. And then just all of those, like Alanis, I think, was 95, no doubt. But again, those albums went for a few years. So it was around 95 to 98 is probably like the the most influential musical Yeah, if you're a teenager, like everything you hear in those years is the most important music you've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, was, I wasn't I was even a teenager. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but I had teenage sisters, so I think that helped. Um, but I, I could seriously sing an entire album that I had when I was 14 and would struggle to even remember the words to Call Me By Your Name. By yeah. <laughs> It's like, I think it's similar to learning a language. I think when you're that young, you just absorb everything. But also back then, you still, like that was still in the days where I'd be recording off the radio and you had to wait months for the CD. You had to go like an hour to get to the CD shop to buy it and all of that. I think all my Madonna collection is all vinyl. 
Who? When I, I was in love with Madonna when I was <laughs> um, before. Was before I, don't think, I don't think we know her. <laughs> we probably do But that was my thing back then. I have been doing a little bit of a just private Madonna listen. I've never listened to her album, similar to what we're doing here, just mm. without the podcast. Um, and I really, really like True Blue. That's the first one oh, that going in cute. order. That I'm yeah. like, the first ones, I was like, oh, all right, I don't mind the singles. But oh, no, that I was the first, the first album that I was like, oh, this is a good album. Like, I like this. Um, oh, no, there's like, like a prayer is even better. That's coming up next. Yeah. Anyway, right. we're doing a Madonna podcast now. Yeah. So. Anyway, so, so Mar- 1997. So, yes, <laughs> Butterfly. Mariah has called it her magnum P.I. opus. Magnum P.I. opus. It's not magnum P.I. That's what I call it. Um, I'm just now, like, I just wish it had Tom Selleck somewhere in it. Like, he can recreate the, the front cover or something. <laughs> I was trying to make a joke about ice cream, but I was like, that's not working. Oh, I'll just, oh, magnum P.I. Uh, <laughs> that'll work. And, of course, the album got to number one in both the US and Australia. Of course. So, you mentioned 97. So, for me, where I was before this deep dive Mm. was I basically knew the main two singles. Especially back then, I should say. I remember Honey, absolutely. And I remember Butterfly. There was an ad that was um, advertising the album, playing a few of their songs Mm -hmm. and all this sort of stuff. My All was a big hit. See, I don't remember My All from the original. No. Um, we will get oh, to. Maybe it wasn't big in Australia. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, it'll touch on that. But yeah. um, so that were kind of the two main songs, and I liked, I liked Honey, but I wasn't mm. like wow. Um, yeah. And I was like, eh, with Butterfly, I think it wasn't a huge hit either. No, no, no. Um, I don't think so. so I hadn't had the exposure that I had with Daydream, where it was the only CD in the house. Yeah. Um, so I think because of that, I never kind of explored the album. And again, I was seven, so I didn't have the the income to be going and. Um, spending money on an album yeah. that I hadn't heavily researched. You know? <laughs> um, like I'd wait until something been, had like... That hadn't been force-fed to you through seven singles. <laughs> yeah, ex- no, exactly. And so often I would wait until like the fifth or sixth single to buy the full album. <laughs> but then sometimes an album you'll be like, I love all these singles and you'll get the album and you're like, these are the only good songs on this yeah, album. Yeah, and that, that's kind of and a it, risk, isn't it? nothing hangs together. Whereas I find Butterfly, like it... It all works. It's hanging, darling. Like well, it all I'll be the judge of that. In, the, in this beautiful gallery of, of sound. I will be the judge of what hangs and what doesn't. Um, <laughs> and the, I think the other thing that happened over the years, so I have heard a lot of the songs by this point, but not yes. as, as a full album, you know, mm. from beginning to end. And I think a lot of that came down to people, again, force feeding it. And I was like, yeah. I, I don't take well to being told what to do. Don't so tell me what often, to do. <laughs> often people telling me what to do is a surefire way to make sure I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so Eat your I vegetables. I'm having chocolate no, for dinner. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm um, a grown up now, chocolate for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that's sort of where I was before mm-hmm. going into this deep dive. So many of these songs will actually be first listens, and others are maybe listens. That have been a while. Yeah. All right. So let us start with a little honey, mm-hmm. which is written by Mariah, Sean P. Puff, Diddy, Daddy Combs, <laughs> um, <laughs> Kamal Q. Tip, Fareed, Stephen, Stevie J. Jordan, Stephen Hogg, 
Bobby Robinson, Ronald Larkins. I think there's a few sample people. Larry Price, Malcolm people. McLaren. We sample Hey DJ by World's Famous Supreme Team and The mm-hmm. Body Rock by Treacherous 3. The song got to number one in the US and number eight in Australia. What mm. were we thinking? <laughs> Eight's pretty high for here. <laughs> it was, I do remember this being a it was pretty everywhere. decent hit. Um, yeah. And I'm going to dive straight into the video because it's so connected. Yeah, it's iconic. So this was the synopsis. It's a quite a longy because all of a sudden <laughs> we have not only production value, but a storyline, darlings. A $2 million worth of it. Crazy. So just before completing her mission, codename Honey, Agent <laughs> M is abducted by a ruthless counterintelligence organization known as DUNC. It was is the joke that it's dunce. Is that yes. the joke? Right. Yes. Um, their orders detain Agent M at all costs. Now we're in San Juan. Tommy yes. the mob boss rocks up. Mariah <laughs> pretends not to speak English. There's threats, fists, but Mariah doesn't understand his hair. Uh, there's some. <laughs> There's some fat shaming from Eddie Griffin, who breathes on Mariah, so she asks for gum as a last request. But darling, not for me. For you, sarcastic laugh. It was a very funny moment. Very oh. funny, funny line rating from Mariah. The, the sort not of... for me. <laughs> at the end, killed me. Now, some dude tries to proposition Agent M while Eddie takes Mariah's advice and has some chewy. <laughs> Mar- Mariah escapes her handcuffs We get a close-up of the heels She mm-hmm. smacks random dude And the music kicks in Mariah runs and jumps off the balcony Yeah Into a pool where she simply must take her clothes off Her boozies Too restrictive <laughs> Her boozies make their way out of the pool, followed quickly by the rest of her. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, there is a change room right there, so she can pop in, pop on the third outfit in as many seconds. Oh, I love it. <laughs> there is some singing windswept Mariah interspersed. Uh, jet ski Raya makes her debut with a water chase. Tom, <laughs> Tommy is, this is a long synopsis. Tommy is back and checks his hair doesn't get wet. Um, with, to which I wrote, so he and Mariah did have something in common. Um, <laughs> we she get uh, underwater. She gets very wet. <laughs> we, yeah, that's true. we get a port glory hole and some sailors doing Mariah's patented, patented hip hop line dancing. Um, Agent M is serving some sick Debbie Allen moves. Agent M gets Tommy's hair wet, winning... Wait, what is it? Winning the water rat race. Mariah Mariah then does magic and disappears into the dances as old old mates try and track her down with Eddie Griffin searching for her in one of the dancers' hair. Uh, Did you notice that? Yes, (laughs) Mariah makes it to Hot Man Island where a dog yaps at her feet and I die of jealousy. Mission accomplished. Oh, Hot Man Island was... uh, (laughs) It was like, what? How is why is this okay? It ends here. Yes, I know, <laughs> but it doesn't end there because then we have a remix video. Yeah. So Mariah Mace, the locks, and Peepuff Sean Diddy Daddy Combs are in what can only be described as a clean sewer. They they went into the sewer and they just Mariah's coming. We better tidy up. Um, Mariah's hair <laughs> Mariah's hair looks good Am I attracted to Puff Daddy? Um, we have an added chopper scene He's well, very attractive in this video Right? <laughs> we have we have an added chopper scene Where Mariah escapes on a rope mm. I'd never seen this This was very interesting Mariah did her own stunts Yes um, There is some cute lap sitting um, Fuck, I think I'm really into Puffy here um, <laughs> Oh no, Diddy just danced and ruined it 
and Mariah did has he? a splash. He did, yeah. And Mariah has a splash, darling. Oh, she did. Did you notice she has a little yeah. bubbles moment? Um, and I just wanted to point out something that Mariah said about this particular video. She pinches um, Diddy and Mace on the cheeks mm. and has said that freaked them out. Uh, they take that gangster stuff seriously. <laughs> And here she's like, whooshy, whooshy, whooshy. Where's my cute little gangster rap? <laughs> but yeah, look, I'd never, I'd never had an attraction to Puff Daddy before, but all of a sudden I was yeah. like, he's got really nice teeth and there's things you happening know what, here. You know what I think it is with him? It's, I think it's the confidence. He just seems yeah. so the BD. comfortable with himself and just the like, B- yeah. Puff Daddy energy. Yeah, it's, he's got yeah. big puffed out of energy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so take us through it. What's your honey feelings, your moments? Oh, Tell us I, all about it. I love this song. Like, I have, I think I've got two 12-inch remixes on vinyl as well as 700 CD singles. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, like, you know, like, like it, this is kind of like a... I don't even want to say a better version because I know that will upset people, but I feel like this is like fantasy to the nth degree. Like we've got the more kind of urban sound in the main album song. And so then when you get the remix, it feels, it doesn't feel like it's much of a gear change at all. It's just like, oh no, we're transposing it down a little bit. We're kind of slowing it down a little bit with, you know, adding in the uh, that Hey DJ sample like uh, is is more prominent in the remix, um, and then when you get to the dance mix, it's like it feels like you know it, they all still sound like the same song. Yeah, sure. Whereas you know, with fantasy, it's like the lyrics are the same. <laughs> yeah, no, I and I, I know structurally the song is the same, and yeah, the, I did actually. Is, Sorry, I did say that um, the remix for this, I prefer to the fantasy remix because it incorporates the rap and the hip hop without losing the pop. Yeah. If that makes sense. It's yeah, all yeah, yeah. there working together. Yeah. It feels like a much more cohesive. Um, it feels like she's really built on the lessons she learned from from making I was going to say writing, but, you know, she produces as well. Um, but so you're making fantasy. Yeah, the, sure. the giant thing that it was. So, yeah, this feels like the pinnacle of pop rap. Yeah, in this on this album, like it is, you know, a kind of perfect moment in time. And it's a, like it's one of those songs where you hear it in a shop still to this day. Like you'll hear Bing, 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 Bing. And it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, Mariah's on. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it, it certainly it doesn't feel aged at all. No. Yeah. Boom. I, I... A boom, a boom. <laughs> and I always used to like because the opening of this video clip um, reminds me somewhat of the uh, Tupac song California. <laughs> okay, like it's there's something about like the I don't know. It's the, I think it's just the text on the screen. Sure, and it's like I never know which one's starting. When they, see, when I think see of it. Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> I see the text on the screen. It's like, is this? Are we getting Tupac or Mariah? Oh, no, it's, it's Agent M. It's Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> did you find? I love both of them. I get excited about both. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, did you find now listening, knowing that it's about Derek Jeter, did that like 
give it a different vibe for you? Um, no, I, I think because I've lived with it for so long, it's 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 kind of impenetrable now. Like it's sort of baked in <laughs> Same. to my to my consciousness as it's honey. It's uh, you know, you know what what did kind of arise for me this time that even though I know they're the lyrics, um, is that that kind of almost addictive quality to what she's talking about yeah, like sure. that kind of like i need it which in the david morales remix is very very prominent because she just starts screaming at the top of her lungs <laughs> for about 10 minutes <laughs> i need it need it need it i need it need it <laughs> it's like oh honey <laughs> yeah I, I need honey too <laughs> Like it's uh, she's like she just sings. I need it, need it, need it, need it a lot. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's kind of uh, you know, one hit of your love addicted me. Like it is that kind of really, you know, that feeling. Like you know, I don't want to compare it to doing anything terrible for you, but whether it's sugar or whether it's you know, I remember the first time I had a shower after going for a run, and I am not someone who's run in my life really. Um, so when I started doing that, I was like, oh, I see why people keep doing this all the time. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> um, you know, like when I did stand up, like the first time I did stand up, like the rest of the next 22 years, I was just chasing that high that you get from doing a gig. Like it's, uh, yeah, it's a really, um, it's, it is quite a statement on how you can instantly want to do something again. Yeah, after sure. having done it one time, it's like my first time in a gay bar. Oh um, my god! <laughs> so the thing for me was like I'd always seen Honey as literally, you know, I knew it was a euphemism, but as in, I didn't think it had a person behind it. No. So so to discover it did has kind of thrown me. It hasn't ruined the experience mm. of the song, but I'm just like, oh wait, she's talking about a real person. Whereas so often for Mariah. It wasn't a real person. Yeah. And so I'd kind of put it in with fantasy and dream lover where it was an imagined thing. Yeah. No, I think some of the lyrics are kind of indicative of it being an actual thing because all those other songs were, you know, lyrically come and take me away or I get kind of hectic yeah. inside. But whereas <laughs> this is very much like following that theme constantly of I need it. Like yeah, I give it to am... me. <laughs> give me those twelve inch, twelve minute. Thing. I need what twelve inches for twelve <laughs> minutes, minutes, real quick. <laughs> Lordy, um, um, but yeah, it's like it's it's yeah, it's the, it's the way she really like her lyrics are always amazing. Like they're always quite intricate. Yeah. But in this one, like it's just it's really evocative of that feeling of, you know, I need to have that again. And re- and you know, in the book the. You know, when she was talking about um, the song Crybaby and how that was about, you know, obviously being with someone else later on, but still thinking of Derek Jeter. And you're like, oh, yeah, like she had it bad. like Yeah, sure. Like really quick and wanted it really badly. And after that terrible marriage... You can't blame her. I know. A <laughs> carrot stick probably would have pushed her over the edge. <laughs> Look at that delicious it's carrot just sticks. Like, like carrot sticks. sticks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So one thing I will say about this song, when I listen to Mariah's sort of greatest hits mm. and, and things like this, 
I, I would have said I always preferred Fantasy and Heartbreaker, which are in a similar kind of mm. vibe to this. But it was really nice doing this listen and only listening to Honey that, yep. that's in that lane with the video, reminding myself of the video um, so and sort of re-enjoying it again for what it is. Um, the <laughs> thing that And I think because there was a lot of gossip going on at the time as well. Like, so there was a lot of news about yeah. the video because it was supposedly maligning Tommy. Their, their marriage was ending. Like, it was yeah. a, that was a big thing. There were rumours about the Derek Jeter thing. Like, there was stuff going on. And it's the first video that Mariah's done. Yeah, like, like really her frolicking or, yeah. or singing a concert. And I think it was probably the first... Honestly, the first video I saw of hers, because I don't think in the Daydream era I had discovered video hits yet. Oh, my God. Or the rage. The rage. Um, but I just, to quickly back, go back to what you were saying before about Honey, there was a question somewhere in my research where someone said, so what, what's it really about? And she's like, Honey. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> it's about, what do you mean? What's Honey about? It's about Honey. Um, all right. About so when what, your love comes over me. <laughs> It's a dependency. It's one. just like honey. Yeah. Or soy sauce. Because um, <laughs> one drop goes everywhere. Like it, yeah. it is like honey. You know, you get one drop of honey and something it's on your fingers and it's all over your chest. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God, I've got honey everywhere. Like one little drop of honey and I've just spread it everywhere. Like it's a mess. I need, I need a whole box of tissues to clean up this honey now. <laughs> it is about honey. That's why it's better to just put it straight in the gob. Um <laughs> Into that beat this week. Uh, <laughs> Careful, that's no, how I, you get COVID I have in Victoria. <laughs> I haven't. That's the issue. Um, and we've, we've already discussed. Never the face, darling. Never the um, face. <laughs> all right. So, what score from number one to infinity are you giving? Oh, infinity. <laughs> it's like hun break my heart. Hun infinity. Infinity. <laughs> oh my god. All right, so for me, I went back and forth because I was like, do I like this? I, I knew I didn't quite like it as much as fantasy, but mm. do I like it more than Always Be My Baby? Mm. And I was like, I don't know. I, on re-listen, maybe I do, but then I probably revisit Always Be My Baby a bit more. It's a little bit more of a sing-along. Mm. So I think I'd given Always Be My Baby sort of infinity minus or something along there, and I'd given fantasy infinity. I was like, what's in between? So I've gone with a whisper of infinity. A whisper. <laughs> I think for me, one of the things is I do wish there was a radio edit because sometimes I don't feel like the full five minute commitment. Oh, know? there is. There's like so a four minute I tried one. to find one, but I couldn't come across oh, it. I've but got, maybe I just I was didn't. listening to like 400 mixes today. What? What? what <laughs> <laughs> I wonder which one I had on. Um, oh, oh, God. It's just the 29-minute <laughs> version. Oh, seriously, I listened to like 14. Because there's like three suites of mixes almost. Like oh there's... God. Yeah, I know. It's... <laughs> This remix episode is going to be hectic. <laughs> it's going to be inside and out. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's smash on through to "Butterfly," written by Mariah. Gonna... Are you doing? Yeah, there's. Oh no, the shortest one is four minutes. So, so. I mean, that's still a little. Mix. That's a little easier. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The that's next the one track where she's is... really getting quite excited about. Hey, is she DJ, about honey? That song. Keep it dancing. So really, dancing yeah. all night long. <laughs> 
this, this is hectic. <laughs> so good. <laughs> All right, track two, Butterfly, the title Butterfly. track. Written by Mariah and Snuffleupagus. Mm. Now, it doesn't appear to have charted on the main US chart. Um, yeah, no, there was I think a whole this thing. Was a bit of a mess. Yeah, it charted in other spots, but it seems to I think it was huge the, in Japan. I didn't get that one. I did get that it was number 27 in Australia. What were we thinking? Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems that a lot of the singles from this album were not quote-unquote commercial singles. It went straight from Honey to My All. Yeah. And My All was like the fifth single in a lot yeah. of areas. So we got this as a single. So one interesting thing was, this is from Mariah. When I first wrote the song, it was just going to be a house record with David Morales. Mm. It turned into a ballad yes. and she decided to do both. So I've got a little um, quote that sort of does relate back to the book and something that she doesn't mention in the book. It was 97 and I was leaving my marriage to Tommy which encompassed my life. I was writing the song Butterfly, wishing that that's what he would say to me. So we knew that. Um, There's a part that goes, I've learned that beauty has to flourish in the light. Wild horses run unbridled or their spirit dies. You have given me the courage to be all that I can. And I truly feel sings. (laughs) And I truly feel your heart will lead you back to me when you're ready to land. So that's her. That's what she was sort of saying from Tommy's perspective, Mm. that if he let her go a little bit, she would come back. Now, she says, at that point, I really believed that I was going back to the marriage. I didn't think I was going to leave forever. But then things happened to me during that time that caused me to not go back. Vitamin D. Right. (laughs) Had it been, go be yourself. You've been with me since you were a kid. Let's separate for a while. I probably would have. Yeah. So it but seems, he was I mean, too I'm too controlling. He was too and controlling, and we had a knife. It was the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but that was just interesting of like, there was a moment where she's like, I really do genuinely just need a break from this. Yeah. And then I'll be back, don't worry. But yeah, but I mean, that, that when happened? you're in those kind of controlling relationships, you don't know anything else. Well, you're trying so to bargain you, with yourself a little bit, aren't you? Yeah, you're like, well, I'll, I'll go back and it'll all be fine and I won't have wasted the last 10 years of my life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and now then you go, I will. Oh, no, I have to be out of there. I can't yeah, go. Got okay. <laughs> to go. I got that vitamin D. D, D, um, D. So the video, this is my little synopsis. Mariah mm. and a horse. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Shots of stairs and shit. Mariah's in bed. She hugs a cow or a horse. Okay, I think it's a horse because now there's a bigger horse running. Is it Argo from Xena? Mariah looks out a window. Now she's on the stairs. Chandelier, darling. The hair is a choice. Hair is very much a choice. choice. Tree Raya. More horses. Literally not one butterfly yet. Hug Hug the tree girl. Mariah runs and cries. Then she frees the horse who meets his other horse pals. Then Mariah rides him even though he just ran away. Maybe that's where she was running. Mariah kneels in a field. Mariah feeds the horse who is hungry. Really? Really not one butterfly? This song should have been called Horse. Mariah stays in the field and is said to be there to this very day. Oh, she does <laughs> mention video. horses in this I song. did go back and realise she does, but well, I just thought it was so funny. Imagine if it was called a horse. All their spirits down. Yeah. <laughs> Still. So that's the video. Right? Um, so my first note for this mm. was... The Annunciation of Mimi. <laughs> <laughs> the Annunciation of Mimi. <laughs> so on my... I had heard this song before, but I don't think I'd actually really sat down mm. and listened to it. Um, so on my first recent listen, 
I kind of, I honestly struggled a little bit with the the breathy vocal on the verses. Yeah. I preferred when she gets to the belt in the yes. bridge. Um, on my second listen, I did feel that the song held together a bit better as a whole. Like I kind of started getting it a little bit more. Um, I wrote this down because it's sort of, it relates to this song, but also other songs on the album, which is, I think something Mariah does well is surprise you with her melodies. Yes. But it's something that makes initial listens a little awkward because you don't know where she's going with it. It's not predictable, which is a great thing, but sort of confusing for first listens because the mind is searching for patterns to grab onto. Yes. And when you don't have those, you can feel a little bit lost, or at least I do. Mm. Um, and this sort of relates back. People might have noticed with my scoring, like there are songs that I go back to and change my score later yeah. because maybe I f- at first didn't quite get it or, or whatever it was. So Mariah herself has said that even sometimes she doesn't know when she's going into the vocal booth where she's going with it. Yeah. So I think even for her, it's like, let's just see what happens. Um, so it's that kind of unpredictability that we love, mm-hmm. but it can make a first listen of a song. You're kind of like, I don't know where to put this right now because I think it's kind of human nature to be looking for patterns so that by the second or third, it's very much in pop music, you're looking to be able to sing along by chorus three. And sometimes Mariah changes it up so much that you don't quite, you're like, wait, where is she? And I think that was sort of the case here a little bit. Um, But once I've had a moment to let it settle in, I'm like, oh no, now I get it. I get the builds and the pauses and and See, I just, I don't know. I think I trust her so much that I'm like, I don't know what you're doing here in the verse. (laughs) But I bet you'll fucking nail the bridge. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and look, that's... You're right. It probably is a trust thing as well. Like, I maybe am not a trust her voice is really raw in this song. She did like say her, she was a little unwell. Like, her vocals are really, like... It's almost like her speaking voice. You know, she's got quite a husky yes. speaking voice yeah. as opposed to a quite clear singing voice. Whereas this kind of feels like a bridge between the two. Like, this is raspy it's kind of it's got an a rawness to it which suits the 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 lyrics of the song like it suits that it suits kind of the like, haircut for sure well, the uh. haircut is as you say a choice <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of that you know i'm at the end of my tether kind of sure. thing and even though lyrically the song is like i have to let you go because you know, you're pulling at me and I need to let you go and hopefully you'll come back and everything will be fine. But the reality is that she's the one pulling away. Yeah. Like she's the subject of, she's the object of the song, yes. not the yeah, subject, yeah. if that makes yeah. sense. Like, so it's weird that she's written a song about herself yeah. told from, and yeah, it's... She's freeing the horse, but she also is the horse. She's the horse. And there, yeah, are, no, there are actually no butterflies at all. It's <laughs> No, you should go spread your wings and prepare to fly because you popped out of your cocoon. Exactly. (laughs) Why does it do it every time? Stop it. It's just the worst kind of ASMR. Okay. So... For for my my little score, I think it had... Originally, had you have asked me to score it before I re-listened, it would probably be mm. somewhere around the 3, 3.5. I, mm. Then on my um, re-listen, it was a 4, but on my re-re-listen, I pushed it up to a 4.5. Four, only 4.5 for Butterfly? That's, but that's high for me. Oh I'm much God. tougher than you. It's, you know, when she hits the bridge and she rolls into that key change and she is like singing up there 
like for the whole rest of the song <laughs> for you'll never be mine <laughs> like from there it's like <gasps> like i don't breathe for the whole oh, really? rest of the song yeah i just stop breathing every time i listen to it i'm like i'm like oh yeah i like butterfly like it's one of those things i forget I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, this is kind of sweet. I was like, is this a ballad? Like, it doesn't feel like a normal Mariah ballad. Like, yeah. it's it's ballady. It's kind of, it's plaintive and it's, you know, vocals sound really raw. And then it just starts soaring and it stays up there for the whole rest of the song. And I literally hold my breath until the end. Really? I'm imagining yeah. now, like, if you ever have, like, a you know, condition and you end up in hospital and you stop breathing. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, we've got to do CPR. I'm like, oh, hang on. Is Butterfly playing somewhere? <laughs> Give it 30 seconds and when, then if still nothing, we can CPR. Well, he'll, he'll breathe out once she's got through the key change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I take it you, you've got a Butterfly entity? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cocoon affinity. <laughs> it's Eddie. Oh, <laughs> So great! <laughs> All right, before we get too into that, on to track three. So track three, My All, written by Mariah Carey and Snuffleupagus. It was a number one in the US and number 39 in Australia. What were we yeah. thinking? Uh, and it is also the favourite song of a certain regular named person. Oh, really? Mm. Uh, when asked Regular about Aniston, no. <laughs> Regular Ghana, <laughs> no, close. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've shared someone they've shared some vitamins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they went down to Kenner's warehouse and, and split, Got a of black split the bill. <laughs> but yes, on a little watch, what happens live when oh. asked about. A, a feud, possibly a feud. We don't know anything about that. No. Um, I don't know. They they said I I am a fan of of Mariah, and in fact, my all is one of my favorite songs. And so I don't think it was one of my favorite Mariah songs. I think it was one of my favorite songs. Full stop. So of just, all time. There you go. Anyway, onto the video quickly. It is uh, a great song. We've got Mariah, Water, Lighthouse, Overturned Boat, Abercrombie Model with Hair. Mariah, <laughs> Mariah in a giant shell. Definitely no green screen. Mariah thigh, thigh Raya. Mariah is wearing a sheet. Abercrombie, Abercrombie, I can't speak. Abercrombie gives her kisses. Tall stick flowers. <laughs> Tall stick flowers. So apparently during the shoot of this, Mariah's nose kept bleeding. Oh. Um, so she'd had a little a reaction to something. So they had to get a doctor to, to stop the bleeding. Um, it, just, it was a whole lime and a coconut situation. Um, it, <laughs> and it may have also been her final collaboration with Snuffleupagus. Not a hundred percent, but she has said this was written towards the end of yes. the butterfly um, writing sessions. Yeah. So not a hundred percent. There may have been something after, but it seems that this might've been the final one. And honestly, what a song to end on. Yeah. Well, I feel like um, My All and Butterfly are, you know, kind of the best they're ever going to do. Like, because sure. they've done... It's kind of like they've been reaching some, for something and they've gotten to this point and, you know, she is growing and changing and he is not... Like, I feel like he's not 
kind of progressing in his plod, 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 plonky plonky plonky. <laughs> like the fact that she's even gone. This needs a guitar. <laughs> so we don't need any plinky plonko. <laughs> I was in I was in Puerto Rico, darling. <laughs> I need a flamenco Latin guitar. <laughs> um, yeah. So the. The reason this was such a huge thing in the States is that the single came out and it was fine. Um, you know, it did okay. And then they released a, another, like, and it came with some remixes. So there was, like, the single and then the EP of remixes. And then they released another remix, which was My All slash Stay A While. Yes. Um, and then that kind of tipped it over the edge. Like, that. So it was getting airplay almost constantly for like months and months and months and it just kind of pushed it over the edge and then people started buying it in and it went to number one like crazy so it kind of was not a you know it was a it was a grow and not a show (laughs) (laughs) but it is one of those songs that the more you hear it you go because again like like with butterfly butterfly doesn't sound like it's going to be a ballad until she you know starts belting it and the same with this one. It's like it's it starts off as quite a plaintive kind of, you know, oh, I'm really missing you. I kind of, you know, we had one night and now it's gone. And, and yeah, when she starts really singing it, yeah. you kind of go, oh, oh, here we are. So there is a video for the Stay A While remix. Yes. Which has Mariah in a college dorm, I've decided. Is that that's where that is? Um, <laughs> there are, there's video games. Mariah is hungover on the floor. There's a lemon dress. Uh, there's a Windows Movie Maker filter. Mariah on a red couch. And there's a lamb. Birth of Lamely, question mark? Birth of Lamely. I was wondering, is this the birth of the Lamely? Possibly. Or so I, the Lamely had birthed the lamb in the video. It's like, I got yeah. a little lamb in for the Lamely. Go on. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> Um, so I will say for me, like, this is one of those songs where the original is the one, like I, there's just something about it, but I think it's probably only been in the last 12 months that I've paid any attention to this song. Uh, you know, know my my favorite version of this is the one she performed on the Divas concert, which is, I'm going to sing the ballad and then the Price Sisters are going to kick in and we're going to fucking take this to the club <laughs> halfway like it's like she sings the whole song and then you just get and one more night just one more night and it's like whoa it's a disco <laughs> and then she does, she sings a remix for another five minutes so it becomes oh a 10 minute God, song man. i'm very excited like to get to divas all the rest of the divas are standing around going is she still singing <laughs> I, look, I, I feel like gloria would be busting a move <laughs> So one thing, like, so much is said about the maturity of this album. And mm. I think this is kind of where they nail it on the head yeah. in terms of elevating what she's done before. Mm. Similar to what you said, basically, about this kind of being the peak of what she could do with stuff. I think the peak of what she could do with Walter yeah. Afanasiev. Like, I think she goes on to write even better stuff later on, to be sure. honest. But I think that that their relationship... You know, it's like uh, the relationship w- between uh, Darren Hayes and Daniel Jones. Like, there there was, like, a magic that happened between them. There was, like, this alchemy 
you know, neither of them have done anything that amazing separately. And Afanasiev certainly has not gone on to... I mean, I haven't know, looked at what else he's done, to be honest. He's done a lot of, like, producing. He's done a lot of writing with other people. But just, you know, his solo stuff is just kind of like it's the same thing all the time. Sure. Whereas Mariah's constantly inventing and changing. And, you know, she has a couple of cracks at songs with someone who never writes with other people later on, which we'll get into. Um, Ooh, interesting. At the time, I remember thinking, oh, I'm really sad that their partnership is dissolved because I was like, I loved all of their songs and, you know, you know I wanted them to keep writing together because I thought, you know, you just keep, you just add water and it'll be amazing. Um, like they were cordial. <laughs> they're tang. They're tang. <laughs> they're tang. Um, but now... I kind of realised that she was growing and he was trying to do the same thing all the time. Sure. And I yeah. I think this was, yeah, as amazing as this is, I think if they did do another album together, it would have been less. Yeah. Like so, yeah. you said, this kind of is, is it brings everything together of what they were great at. Yep. But it brings in Mariah's sort of fresh take on melodies and delivery and, and yeah. all of that sort of stuff. So it does feel and, a bit more fresh and surprising. And, you know, like she says in the book, her insistence on this being much more stripped back. Yep. No plonking. No, stop plonking. <laughs> <laughs> with the plinky plonk, Walter. <laughs> Walter, who watched me get cut with a knife. <laughs> if that was him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we don't want to assume we, any. We're just, we're just guessing. Probably was. Oh, uh, <laughs> I think it might have been. It seems pretty clear. Um, <laughs> so for me, I mean, there was no doubt. This is an infinity, darling. Oh yeah, this giving is my all. My all. My all. Infinity. And now that we know the origin of it, like it's even for some reason that didn't penetrate, honey, matron. Um, but with my all, it kind of it really does give it a little extra boost. Sure. Even though she's, you know, already belting the shit out of it by the time she gets to the end. Um, but, yeah, it just gives it a little added piquancy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited for someone regular to sing it at the next inauguration. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> all right. The next track is uh, The Roof. The Roof. Back in time. Written by Mariah Carey, Jean-Claude Olivier, Samuel Barnes, Corey Rooney, Albert Johnson and Kwan Muchita. That's a guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also, of course, samples Shook Ones Part 2 by Mob Deep, who get a little bit of uh, a remix on later on. Mm-hmm. So in the video, Mariah sits in a limo, but she runs out of something, maybe a pizza shop. <laughs> um, she, she gets ready in a bathroom, has Farrah Fawcett flicks and a lollipop, dances thrust. Mariah wraps her arms around, not not Derek Jeter, but meant to sort of be. Um, And then I wrote, are they even on a roof? Um, I'll find out later. They are. It's fine. Mariah said this was faithful to what actually happened. First, no butterflies. Now, no roof. Um, (laughs) It's raining. Maybe it is a roof. Oh, oh, this is more fun with a rap. They appear to bleep out the words loud and ruler L. I don't know why they did that. On the YouTube video, they bleeped out loud. In the rap and ruler ally looked up the lyrics. I was like, "What are they saying?" Oh, they're just not saying anything bad. Okay, yeah. um, pistol. They also kind of cut out, which I kind of get, um, but the others I don't know. Um, oh, okay, maybe they are on a roof. Mariah gets all wet because it's raining, like in real life, and then <laughs> random empty chairs. 
<laughs> we just get random close-ups of empty chairs. That's fine. Empty chairs. All right. So this song, I, I was nervous about this one because I know how much people love it. And it wasn't mm. one that I'd gone too much. Um, so I, I, this one, I think I wrote a paragraph. Um, so I sort of <laughs> said like, the, the songs like this are definitely my vibe. The kind of haunting, but they've got still got a driving beat. So it's not yeah. upbeat, but it's not a ballad. Um, and they kind of have this feeling like they're going on even when they're finished. If that yeah. makes sense, it's kind of melancholy, but with a bit of an electronic beat happening. So that's very much my brand. The Annunciation of Mimi does return, mm. which kind of threw me for a minute. But on re-listen, I was able to kind of pick up what she was saying a little more. Um, I did like that the video had a shorter version and a rap. I actually thought that that gave the song extra shades um, and a little bit more variety. Like if you weren't feeling like the full five minute yeah. version. Um because, as I said, sometimes you want a whole moment, but other times you just want to splash darling. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, because we're doing an album album. For me, an album, like, the songs go as long as they go on the album. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. I will say, like, and I think it comes up somewhere else on a song that I, I, I wish was a little shorter. This is more of a thing of, like, I very much am, like, whatever the artist wants, as in if they want it to be a long version and they've got their reasons for it, go for it. Yeah. Um, so I'm always, I'm actually more of an advocate for the full version. But once mm. in a while, you're like, oh, I wouldn't have minded the option of a radio edit. A radio um, edit. But, you know, what are you going to do? Um, yeah. So, but, yeah, I also, I kind of liked the the rap in this. I thought it fitted nicely. Oh, I love this song. I love the... A, that she's, you know, sampling Mob Deep and it's it's a great use of a sample. Like, it's not it's not like she's singing over the whole song kind of thing. It's just like that really nice kind of hook at the start and you're like, oh, what's going on here? And hearing that she heard that in the limo on the way home from the roof, you're like, this is a moment. And she's still <laughs> in the limo during the song. I know. Um but yeah, I love I love the kind of driving beat. I love the like you said the melancholy. I think it is it really does kind of conjure up that feeling that kind of stolen moment with someone yeah. that and that is you know that's like my brand right there. Like I yeah. love that kind of sound. And also I feel like this is the the start of her like she's already been writing quite dense lyrics. But this is the start of her, you know, that she would take to the nth degree on um, We Belong Together. But this is the start of her just really packing out a verse with almost difficult to sing lyrics. Like, you know, like cadences chopping and changing, like syncopating with, with the actual music. And you're like, oh, this is actually really difficult to sing just lyrically, let alone... The fact that she has gymnastic vocals. Yes. Like yeah. she's now using her tongue gymnastically as well as her throat. Yeah. Like she's <laughs> a very busy woman in this song. That's just <laughs> challenge. Tongue and throat, you say. Tongue and throat. She's a very bu- <laughs> she's very busy in the mouth area. <laughs> but it's but I she's, love it. Like they do say if you get a little um, horse you can you can use a little honey. Honey, you can smooth yes. things out. So. Yeah, they, uh, they call that the Dame Nelly Milba. Uh, <laughs> it's a very old story. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it goes like, yeah, the stories about that go back to the dawn of time. 
Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, about needing a little honey. Uh, so yeah, I I really love the like it sounds dirty, like it sounds like some dirty shit is happening in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the one thing with the video. I I know it sounds silly, but I didn't immediately like. I knew I know the song is called "The Roof," yeah. but I don't think it actually did the story justice visually. On just that, like the rain bit is great, but yeah. that the early bits, I was like, I think what I evoked in my head during the book was so clear because yeah. she's describing it so clearly that when the video didn't match, I was like, oh. But then and the end know, was really good. You know, the other thing is like the video for this song didn't come out for. Like two years? Like it was a really long time. Yeah. Like this was like She a, did say there was like a seven month gap between yeah. two of the songs. Yeah. Yeah. Like this was like just suddenly turned up one day as like, oh, I've released this one now. It's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. What? The roof of all things? Like that was my that was my cheeky little album track that I liked yeah, that no sure. one else was really into. Um and now it's a single. So yeah, I I don't really have like I'd listened to it a lot before there was a video. So I I think it's one of those videos that I kind of disassociated from the song. Yeah, sure. So I was like, yeah, yeah no, nah, I've already imagined what this was like. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that. Yeah. You know when you watch a film and you're like, I've read that book and that, that film is no good. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like sometimes they do like, Agatha, Agatha Christie, like they go, oh, we, we've run out of Marple books. We'll adapt one of her other books and stick Marple in it. Yeah, and you go, I know. No. <laughs> it's also like I really thought that the Da Vinci Code movies were going to be great, and then yeah. they were not even a little bit great. No, not even a little. Well, bit. although you know those movies did make you realise that those books were written like Scooby Doo episodes, just really long. It's like I wonder who yeah. it is. It's the only other fucking person in the movie, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take the mask off. It's all Ben Smedley from the amusement park. There was no one else in the movie. Of course, it's McKellen. I was just—I was really surprised at how uh, not good Tom Hanks, Hanks was in it. Oh yeah, he I was, was like, phoning it in. Why he not? And good? then he phoned it in again when the sequel. I know. Oh lordy. Yeah. All right. So for other roof. So. Because this one is still kind of fresh. I was like, I'm not quite ready for the infinity, but I gave it a five what? out of five. How? I know. It's all right. It can I did say five, but feels like it'll push to infinity. Yeah. It's you know? I mean, you know, I lived with this a lot. Like I said, this was yeah. my cheeky favourite on the album. Yeah. But and then was released. It's like, what? I dare. Now there's a single and there's remixes. That's good. <laughs> are there good remixes? The remixes are great. Okay. Because I, <laughs> I think that was another reason. The that my all went a little bit crackers was there was a remix for the roof on it like a sure. dance mix of the roof like down the end of my all stay a while so all, like, all the gays were like okay. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> okay well I didn't expect that but here we are <laughs> one of my favorite things ever was when certain singles would be released like the second single from someone and they'd yeah. sometimes have the first single on there to sort of boost the sales of it and maybe yeah. you'd missed the first single you hadn't gotten to the Cranbourne Shopping Center that month. Um, so I was but like, yeah, thank you. I got the impression she did a whole bunch of remixes <laughs> for everything before yeah. the album even came out. So it was like, oh yeah, I've got a remix of the room. We'll just stick that on there. Like, yeah, like just, it was very strange, but yeah, the, the releasing of singles from this album was always really odd. She I did thought, seem to have some issue to take some issue with it. Yeah. I, I didn't think butterfly should have been a, as prominently placed and a single, like it feels uh-huh. weird as the second song. Sure. Like I love it. You know, it's my, one of my favourite songs on the album, but it feels like it's 
trying to do something that she's not written it to do. Like it feels like, you know, like they're trying to market it as something that it's not. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I actually wouldn't have minded it as the last track, to be honest. Yeah. It would like, have been as amazing. a closer. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love the roof so much. I think it's, uh, I'm giving it roofinity. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like reading the book, like so many of the songs on this album now have an album I already loved. Like, and I already loved all these songs. And, and this is one of those, this is one of those rare times where I feel like trying to make singles with this album is a fool's errand because they're all really quite integral to each other. Like the album itself is amazing, but trying to pull things out of it is like trying to go, well, you're like, if you liked that one, you'll like this one. It's like, no, no, I like all of them. Don't make me (laughs) choose. Don't make me love one over the other. Don't try and tell other people there's a good thing on here. They're all good. Just release the album. Like tell everyone the singles are the. We want album, a, we want a video, video album. Yeah, like a, like lemonade. Exactly. You know? Like, and I feel like that she was kind of edging towards that with how many remixes she did. Like sure. it's it was almost like, oh yeah, I'll just mix everything. I'll just make yeah. everything single worthy, and then the whole album is one big single. up to track four yes and as i predicted we are probably going to do three episodes about this album so uh next episode will be coming up at some point where we will be (laughs) listening to more (laughs) of butterfly oh my god i can't believe we're running we've only managed to get through four tracks in a whole episode that's what i was just if you saw my eyes uh, uh, go from (laughs) you it's because i was like uh, how many songs are we not even halfway okay I told you, there is a lot on this album. It is a big, packed album. All right, coming up, some of my favourite songs of all time, even though we've just had four of my favourite songs of all time. There's also a a not favourite from me coming up. You have a not (laughs) favourite? You are going to be dead to me. I can smell it from here. That's fine. I feel like people will predict this one. Yeah. All right, well, uh, more of Butterfly in our next episode and maybe even the episode after. We'll see, we'll see. We'll see how much we get through. All right, bye, (laughs) Emily. Bye.